Welcome back, nerds, to another episode of Judging Nerd Culture. I'm Ollie. And I'm Jess. And today we're talking about Elden Ring. Mm. The the game I just bought and I'm going to sink hours and hours and hours and hours into as soon as possible. <laughs> and uh, the only uh, Souls-like game that I might like. Yeah, you've played it for more than a half hour and you didn't hate it. That is an incredible sign. And before we jump into our subject of the day, let's head on over to Alfredo Scoops with the latest nerdly news. Thank you, Jessica. It is Alfredo Scoops here with the nerdly news. So, in this week in Nerd Newsdom, there is some uh, stuff happening in the crypto world. So, Polygon, one of the uh, more popular uh, cryptocurrencies currently, is having a, a bit of a popularity surge as it has come out as one of the more uh, energy efficient cryptocurrencies being up to a thousand times more efficient energy wise than uh, other Ethereum based cryptocurrencies. Uh, along with this bit of crypto news, there is news of Ukraine, which uh, has been using cryptocurrencies in order to fundraise for uh, the war efforts <laughs> with what's going on there currently. And the primary thing that they're trying to use is the USDT uh, tether token which is a uh, token that is linked one-to-one -to, -one to the u.s dollar although apparently with the request that has been put in through ukraine for all of the uh all these tokens is actually increased in value so the token which is supposed to match the u.s dollar one for one is worth a little more than one u.s dollar currently crypto aside and unfortunate wars aside there's some more fun news coming out of hollywood uh with daniel radcliffe in case anyone hasn't heard daniel radcliffe is going to be playing weird al yankovic in a weird al biopic he's stated to be exploring every aspect and facet of weird al's life including the city underbelly another nerd news we have good news for gamers as the steam deck has become uh limitedly available for some uh there are three price points of steam deck currently a 3.99 bundle which allows you to have uh, a steam deck with 68 gigs of uh storage available a 529 dollar uh, version with 256 gigs available and a 649 dollar version with 512 gigs of internal memory or storage sorry along with the increased storage the higher price point will have an anti-glare screen allowing you to play outside without that harmful rays of the sun getting in your way continuing our coverage of the steam deck we have seen videos released of elden ring playing at 45 sps on the steam deck and <clears throat> has been added to the steam decks verified games list uh, along with many other AAA titles uh proving that the steam deck is going to be kind of a big deal uh for anyone who likes to take their games on the road uh Along with, uh, along with all this good news about the Steam Deck, we have Valve CEO Gabe Newell, who publicly stated they are very open to including Microsoft's Game Pass uh, for PC onto the Steam system, or Steam ecosystem, if you will. Uh, this would be a huge, huge thing as uh, it would allow anyone who's not using a Microsoft system as uh, the Linux uh, oh, as the Steam OS is a Linux-based system, making it possible for anyone to play uh, Game Pass games on whatever system they want, really. Uh, it would be a massive deal, and it's currently been talked about a few times between Microsoft and Valve, but it's still pretty early, so don't hold your breath. Uh, just hope. Uh, 
All right, folks. Thanks for listening. And uh, back to you, Jessica. All right. So are we ready to get into Elden Ring? We sure are. All right. It is the Game Award winner for most anticipated game of the year. And oh boy, did I anticipate this game. <laughs> Years, I would say. Yeah. Ugh. And it has not disappointed yet. Admittedly, I'm only like six hours in and have not left uh, the, the starting zone. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I know anything about these games, I know that every little corner is filled with little bits of whether it be lore or loot, um, ghosts or <laughs> random people to talk to. Um, you can spend hours in one little section uh, still trying to find every little egg that you can and they were there will still be more when you leave indeed uh i like i said have j only just uh started really and have maintained uh i've gotten no further than the first boss the uh i believe his name is um god merrick Mer no not merrick uh something with an m um mer Margit. Yeah, Margit. <laughs> what a name. Uh, yeah, I've been playing for multiple, for a few hours now, and I've only just recently defeated Margit, the uh, the first boss uh, in Stonewell Castle. I think that's... No. Stormfell Castle. Uh, and the reason it's taken so long is because I've just been fucking around. Like... The entire time. <laughs> uh, every inch of this place, I'm ju I've just been exploring, trying to find caves and dungeons and getting lost in those. It is so fucking fun. <laughs> uh, and that's always been the thing that I've liked most about uh, Dark Souls games, is being able to just kind of explore in a way that really feels like you're uncovering a little secret, mm -hmm. a, a little hidden path, a little something just for you. And with Elden Ring, it's that same feeling, except huge, because there's so much shit everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've been having a, a genuine hoot. Uh, pretty sure I'm going to be extremely overleveled in no time. <laughs> well, let's hope. Let's um, hope. The way I've been playing, um, because, you know, we have your opinion and your um, skill level. You, you, you love these games. You've played them forever. Um I, on the other hand, uh, if you've been listening to us long enough, do not like, uh, like, Dark Souls-like games are fine. The game Dark Souls in Bloodborne, I have a hard time with. Um, I'm not gonna go into it right now, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I think the lore is fantastic and everything, but point is, I'm new and fresh to actually playing the games, um, and Elden Ring is the first one that I have pretty much enjoyed for the most part um so <laughs> a veteran bloodborne dark souls veteran and the really green <laughs> fresh view of things um i lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> all right so i want to talk to you since you're newer to not really new but you're this is your first time delving into it, really. Mm -hmm. You've played before, but you've never actually, like, 
gone around and explored. I've actually watched you play for a little bit, and this is the first time I've seen you like decide, oh, what's that over there, and decide to go to it and see what's going on. Yeah. For no reason other than just you saw it and wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would like to talk to you about uh, how it feels different in terms of exploration for you in, uh, compared to other Dark Souls, other from software games. Uh, and also, I want to talk to about I want to talk to you about the combat because Dark Souls is known for being exceptionally difficult <laughs> and uh, a huge pain in the ass. And you've also experienced this, and uh, I believe you just did not continue after your first like thirty minutes of Bloodborne. Yes, I have uh, not ever played it again. <laughs> it doesn't help that um, in very specific things. I have quite a bad temper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. But that being said, I want to see how the combat feels different, if at all, to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And lastly, uh, just generally how you feel about the the slight change in style and aesthetic to uh, the world Mm -hmm. in which Elden Ring is more focused in. Uh, Because while it is still, well, everything's dead and trying to kill you, it's weirdly beautiful. Yeah, it's it's a lot more colorful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Bloodborne and Dark Souls, I I do like the aesthetic, and I I like what they're trying to do, and I think they do it very well. Um, but Elden Ring does have hope. It feels like mm-hmm. when you when you play Elden or when you play uh, Dark Souls and Bloodborne, every everything is grays blacks you know there's 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 some color there but you know it it, to make you feel dread because that's the kind of atmosphere uh you know that those worlds are seeped in um elden ring though because it has you know you could hop on your goat uh, torrent <laughs> you can you can hop on your faithful steed and run across this beautiful open green field with castles in the background and you know mountains and little houses and it's just it's beautiful and it, it, it it's a little more hopeful and it's a little more um I, I don't know it's just like instead of complete dread and complete frustration and stress it has a little bit of like, hey, uh, everybody here might be dying and things might be really bad, but look how beautiful this world is. There's hope yet that we could save it. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's a little bit what kept me playing. Yeah, and I think I think a big part of that and a big part of how that affects the game, you know, in a very positive way, mm-hmm. is that all of the other games, Bloodborne less so because it's more. It's more no uh, Victorian elder god bullshit. Yeah. Well, you know I love Victorian era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really they they it was there for you, but they they really they just were did so you dirty. close. They were so close. I hate being confused, and I'm was always confused playing that game. Bloodborne more than any other of the Souls games has a guy around every corner looking to stab you right in the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, with Elden Ring. Uh, Every game in the Souls series, in the specifically the Souls uh, con- 1, 2, and 3, the idea is you're in an age of fire, you're leading towards the dark, and you as the undead chosen for whatever reason 
are meant to reignite the age of flame and keep life going. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. as you play through, the only thing that, you know, inspires you to do that is the fact that you're still alive and pushing forward. But there, as you look around, there's very little reason to actually keep the world alive because nothing in the world seems worth saving. There's a few NPCs and a few things that's like nice to have and you want to protect those few things, but it's really very bleak and there's not a lot to motivate you. Meanwhile, in Elden Ring, it seems like it's having a very similar like, ah, the world is crumbling, the Elden Ring is shattered, you have to put it back together and save the world, mm -hmm. essentially. And yeah, there's undead and monsters and all this other shit going on, but none of it feels like the last breath of a dying world it feels like a world fighting to survive mm -hmm. and it's such a beautiful vast world it's like i want to save this yeah i want that tree to not mm -hmm. die yeah and like i i i really do understand the appeal of the other games i just you know i have a different personality and you know there's people who only play stardew valley or there's only people who play you know like Rated E for everybody games. Like, it, it's okay. It's fine. You just have your different personalities, like, different types of games. And apparently, my personality would, for some reason, rather play Outlast than, <laughs> than Bloodborne. Um, Which is... Who knows? <laughs> How is that? <laughs> I wonder if we took... If we wrote down a list of our favorite games or, and or games that we refuse to play... Gave him to a therapist. I wonder if they could tell us what our baggage was. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a fun game to play. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. Like, just with uh, Outlast games and whatnot, it's, I don't know, it, it's just, it's an ex it is an adventure, like a thrill of running away, just some, something constantly happening. Dark Souls is not <clears throat> edge of your seat adventure. It's, mm -hmm. all right. Here's another guy in a big suit of armor going to slowly walk around him. I'm going to take my time. It's going to be methodical and planned. I'm going to die a hundred times here so I know it. Oh, and our guest star has made it onto the scene. <laughs> Get out of here, you punk. What a diva. And she is gone. Man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, so it makes sense that you would be more into something like uh, Outlast than... Elden Ring, if you if you like that sort of persistent adventure, high octane energy, because Dark Souls, I mean, are, there are moments where you go into a, a boss fight or you're swarmed by enemies and your heart rate goes up. You're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, <laughs> gotta get, gotta move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's great and all, but the majority of the game is really slow paced, methodical, figuring out your next step, figuring out where all of the enemies are, figuring out how you can get past this archer so mm -hmm. you can kill them, so you can then take out the guys below. So in a way. Would you say it's a definitely more a strategy game? In a weird way, it's kind of a strategy game. <laughs> uh, an action strategy, yes. Uh, but I've seen you play like uh, like the Uncharted series before, mm -hmm. and you've really enjoyed that. I don't like the Uncharted series. I think it's fun to watch. I don't like playing them. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to play because it's, you know, if you want a mindless game to run around and do fun adventures, don't think too much about the plot because it's kind of sad and... Nathan Drake is actually kind of the bad guy, but it's whatever. <laughs> hey, you can't play an Indiana Jones ripoff and think you're the good guy. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. But no, I just mean that uh, that game is an intentionally made to be an action movie, but in the form of a video game. So mm -hmm. it's action, action, action. 
And I feel like that's the same with with uh, Outlast, and that's where it really separates itself <laughs> from games like uh, Dark Souls. Uh, and I'm not sure where I was going in that, but I, I think that is uh, one of the major differences between our two games of yeah our game yeah. preferences because i do like to take it slow i like to make sure everything is perfect yeah um there are games that i like to you know collect everything um and take it a little slower <coughs> jack and dexter <coughs> um <laughs> but um i it's just feels like i am stuck in a Victorian hellscape. And I understand that's the point. <laughs> and they do a very good job of immersing you and making you feel that dread because you never know what's going to happen or where you're going mm-hmm. or what's happening. Um, yeah. I think that's a... a yes. And <laughs> I, I, I don't mind a game where you have to figure out where to go uh, or you have to figure out more of the plot uh, through other means than, you know, cutscenes and everything. Uh, it's just that I have a hard time with this one. I don't know why. It's fair. I have a question for you. You think you're more motivated in real life uh, by success and reward or by spite? <laughs> just just out of curiosity. Well, I... Uh, Always like success. Uh, everything I do is to get more money. <laughs> no. Uh, um, honesty. But, you gotta but, love that. But honestly, I don't know, kind of reward. Um, there are certain things that I, I suppose I have done out of spite uh, or continue to do out of spite, but n- nothing date you (laughs) marry you out of spite um (laughs) take that world um gosh gal darn it you son of a biscuit eating bulldog i forgot what i was gonna say um yes reward yep (laughs) <laughs> and, and that makes sense I think that it's, it's mainly reward uh, I there are things obviously in my life I do not expecting a reward but you do kind of reward yourself in a way like giving a gift to someone makes you feel good so that's the reward you mm. know uh, so uh, reward does outweigh spite so yeah. maybe you're right. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I don't get me wrong. Like you said, no one's 100% any any one thing. I do love myself a good uh, pat on the back, reward, whatever, you know, <laughs> that acknowledgement of success. But I would <laughs> put my life on the line <laughs> for spite. spite. <laughs> <laughs> and So what, what would you say your seventh deadly, your, your, your deadly sin is? <laughs> <laughs> It's a new one. It's the eighth one. Spite. Uh, my, my deadliest of sin, spite. Um, but I think that really explains sort of the direction that we have gone in in our game preferences. Because we both enjoyed games that are, you know, somewhere in the middle. But your 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 games of, you know, more persistent action mm-hmm. are very much reward, success, 
you always feel like you are the hero of your story. Mm-hmm. Jack and Daxter, you literally are a chosen one sent back through time. Yeah. Dark Souls, you're a dead thing who happens to not be dead enough. Well, Outlast, you're not really the hero of the story. You do die. I mean, yeah, but you're you're the main character. You feel like this yeah. guy could survive. Fair enough. And uh, <clears throat> and also they're the good guy. They're the hero. Mm-hmm. You're just a guy in the other in Dark Souls and the other games. Yeah, you can still get reward from being just a guy, though. I understand, and that's and that that's true. I'm just saying that it seems like uh, Bloodborne and Dark Souls and Sekiro. The reason you keep fighting the boss isn't because you want the rush of success. It's because. You're doing it out of spite because this thing has killed you six or seven times and you're willing to keep dying for the next 30 minutes of your life in order to win yeah. just out of spite. See, I, uh, I would have to take a break. I'd get so mad and then I would, you know, take take a few weeks or a few months off of this game and go back into it. Oh, I'm, I'm ready to play it again. And it would load up at this boss fight and I would just go, nope. And turn it off again. Like, <laughs> uh, so uh, turning the game, not playing the game in spite of the game, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I uh, turn the game off in spite. You keep the game on in spite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's a that's a good like sort of unraveling of kind of our direction with games and how we've you know. Uh, how we interact with them and how we feel about them. And the interesting thing is that... Top three games. Hurry, go. Top three games. All right. Um, Mass Effect, the the series. Uh, That's already three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Portal, uh, okay. the original. Fucking love that game so much. Uh, and number three. Um, suck me. Um, honestly... That's a fun game. Bloodborne. It's my favorite. All right. It might be Elden Ring after this, but currently it's Bloodborne. <laughs> uh, Jack and Daxter, Senua, and I want to say God of War, but I think it might be Outlast. Ooh. Outlast or like Dead Space, just because they have a special place in my heart uh, as a young kid. Good choices. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, all right, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We, we've sort of acknowledged, you know, some of this, uh, our preferences and whatnot, but since we're both actually surprisingly enough enjoying Elden Ring, I feel like it sort of takes a different stance than the other Souls games without going too far in the other direction mm-hmm. either. And I think that has to do with, despite the fact that there isn't really a whole lot of plot uh, by any means, you know, it's still a From Software game, there is still the, this, these new characters, Melinda and all this other stuff who sh- just randomly show up in ways that seem almost scripted. To be like, hey, we've been testing you. You, we think you might be the one to do this thing. We believe in you. Like they make you feel like a hero mm-hmm. more so than any of the other Souls games. They. Are you saying I just like to feel important? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think that goes a long way in making you feel like you're the actual main character of your game, which is important for a lot of people. <laughs> And I think it's something that the other Souls games definitely did not do as much of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, that has really changed the entire atmosphere. Between the world looking more like something you want to save and you feeling like the person who's meant to save it, I feel like it's a far more inviting <laughs> atmosphere. <Yeah. laughs> Absolutely. 
we've talked a lot about the 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 shift in tone and aesthetic but i want to talk about the combat for a moment because mm-hmm. the combat and the difficulty of you know the souls franchise the souls born games uh has has always been part of what makes it what it is it is a difficult ga- game series meant to make you feel like you're having a, a hard time and make meant to be something that you are that you have to get good for you have to you know whatever and i really enjoy the the combat in all of the games and they've all changed a little bit between just like the cadence and the speed of each attack to uh the the way you actually interact with the the enemy between just like back to uh face to face walk around to run around strike do all the other stuff it has changed in every single game a little bit uh inclusions of magic changes to the magic systems but generally speaking they've always stayed very you know tit for tat you attack they attack that rhythm of fighting and (laughs) you said tit So I was wondering uh, how the how the combat. I was wondering. <laughs> I'm still laughing at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. So I was wondering how you feel that the the current status of the combat mm-hmm. uh, feels for you. Is it better, worse, the same? Like. Are you having more fun actually fighting and playing the game for its core mechanic? I am having fun. Um, I haven't played the the Bloodborne or Dark Souls in a long time now. Uh, but what I can remember, it does, I think, feel the same. Um, or at least very similar. Uh, like, there's, there's still a lot of dodging, a lot of blocking. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is it... Sekiro that does a lot of parrying or is yeah it... Sekiro is parry focused okay okay um but yeah it's there, there is parry in this as an Elden Ring as well but it, it does feel similar to the other ones besides Sekiro that one I have played a little bit of that one uh again not very much but it definitely a lot different than this one um yeah the 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 combat is not super difficult there's, you know, your heavy swing, your heavy attack, light attack, uh, shield, kind of like a special attack. You know, you can double fist, you can one fist it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is pretty simple, you know? So I think that is helpful for beginners who are going into it. Um, people who, you know, quote unquote, uh, don't like a lot of buttons, don't like a lot of you know, special skills or that sort of thing. Um, I'm sure later on with all the different, you know, uh, spells that you can do, you will have to do a little bit more configuring with the buttons. Uh, however, it's, it's pretty fun. You know, I haven't had any big problems with it. The game itself feels different than the darker, gloomier games, which, um is nice but the I, I never really had a lot of trouble with the fighting in the other games it was just the i think maybe the, the level ratio between the bad guys and you, yourself or 
just something about it, you know, the, the, the close quarters, um, in, in, like, Bloodborne, whereas it's an open field or a castle in Elden Ring, and you have a lot more space to dodge, you have a lot more space to run around, you can get on your goat and freaking slice them from your goat, um, which is really nice as well. A little difficult, I'm still getting the hang of that, but, <laughs> yeah, I think... The combat mechanics are decent. They're not complicated. You know, the the fighting is fun. It's not super difficult. Um, but not, like, so simple as, like, mash A the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, which, that would be super boring. So, that it's nice that it's got that middle ground. And some of the bad guys, some of the, some of the enemies, <laughs> I feel like, I don't know why I feel like a kid if I call them bad guys. Some of the, some of the enemies are a little tougher, but not so bad that it makes the game uh, not fun to play. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you go into different areas, the enemies are a higher rank or they're harder to beat, so it makes it more difficult Hence why you should probably do what you do and uh, stay in one area until you've leveled up pretty far before you start exploring too far um, and biting off more than you can chew. Yeah, but you also haven't really died much. Uh, Thank God I have a goat. That is all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Goat for goat. Um, So here's the thing that I've I've noted with uh, in terms of difficulty and whatnot for the game. Uh, so mechanically, you're right. It is not super dissimilar from other Dark Souls games, especially Dark Souls 3. The, the cadence, the speed of the attacks and the combat is pretty much identical, in my opinion, to Dark Souls 3. They've added a couple things like a, a shield counter where you just take a hit, hit them back. It's whatever. Uh, very useful for newer players if they don't know how to do the parrying system. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even for older players, because it's actually a very effective, you know, tool. Uh, but that being said, not a whole lot of uh, differences between that and the older systems. Uh, even the magic is more or less similar. Uh, really just kind of reskinned. <laughs> uh, the thing that really makes it different the in terms of the way the fighting feels is the mobility. The, the fact that it's an open world and you can get on your goat and run the fuck away. And also get on your goat, run in, hit someone once, see how much damage that does, and decide if you're able to actually do this thing. You're able to really survey what's going on and decide what you're doing better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching you play for a while and I saw you uh, like go into an area, you, you hit this thing a couple times, you're like, you know, maybe I could do this. You got down, you did a, you know, a few fight, a few <laughs> a back and forth, tit for tat, as you will, uh, attacks, and then decided, nope, <laughs> <laughs> mistakes, and you ran away. And, uh, like, that is what makes Elden Ring, in, in its own way, an easier game. Mm-hmm. Because you can choose when to take on a challenge, and you can take it on when you're ready for it. And I think that makes a huge difference compared to like Dark Souls and Bloodborne where, yeah, there are multiple paths, but you're going to hit that wall in any direction. Mm-hmm. You're going to hit it eventually. And with with uh, Elden Ring, you don't have to. If you hit that wall of this enemy is too much for me, you can literally just go in a different direction. 
find a different enemy. There's always another dungeon. There's always another group of wandering whatever to kill. There's always another way you can think to do and find and, you know, fight. And I think that is what makes it so significantly uh, more approachable mm-hmm. in terms of, like, a game than any of the Dark Souls games, I think. Yeah, I could not have said it better myself. I tried to a second ago and was not as eloquent. Oh, well, uh, the things you said led me to think the, the thing <laughs> well, I said. I'm not a public speaker, <laughs> which, I mean, is unfortunate since we, uh, we have a podcast. Yeah, you do public speak quite literally a lot. Well. <laughs> uh, so, that being said, uh, we were going to talk about, you were going to make three points and discuss mm-hmm. them. I forgot what the first thing we were going to talk about is, and I don't care anymore. Uh, we talked about the mechanics and the combat and the difficulty curve, or the uh, the difficulty and how it feels. And just generally the, the style and mm-hmm. feel of the game. And I think that's more than enough for us to... Mm-hmm. Uh, break down our individual personal thoughts and give this game a rating. What do you say? All right. Let's do it. My love, would you like to go first? For Elden Ring, one out of ten. So far, I think I would give it an eight. Ooh. So it's not my favorite game of all time, but if Jack and Daxter were Similar to Elden Ring, that would be uh, wild. Um, however, it is a very good game to play. I recommend it. Um, you know, it's it's got creatures you can explore. It's got, it's got I just said it's got creatures, but it's got a really interesting and really unique uh, monsters to battle. Um, all of the all of the bosses are also very unique that you won't see them anywhere else Mm. uh the aesthetic of the game is very pleasing especially if you like fantastical things if you like being that hero that warrior um adventurer if you will uh yeah it's very good i will probably continue playing it and would recommend it to other people it was really fun. Hell yeah. I'm so glad you said that, because mm-hmm. uh, it would otherwise make my <laughs> seem uh, real biased. And it is! <laughs> well, last time we did talk about Bloodborne, uh, that's what happened. <laughs> uh, I, I am also uh, interested in finding out more about the, a little bit of the lore of Elden Ring, mm-hmm. um, which... I was only slightly interested in Bloodborne and Dark Souls. I mean, it sounded very dark and very cool and gritty and interesting in that way, but this one has a few specific people, actually, that um, I would be interested in learning more about. And hopefully, you know, throughout the game, there is pieces, uh, you know, scrolls or books or something uh, that I, people I can talk to, something that will inform me <laughs> of these people. Otherwise, after maybe I beat the game or I give up on it, who knows, I get very distracted very easily and very quickly. Um, But I can look it up and learn more about Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. At the very least, you'll be able to see me find that, those things. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so, obviously, you know, biases out in the open 
I this is one of my favorite series of games I've ever played. And I did not want to like them when I first started playing. I genuinely did not. But something about it just really is a natural fit for the kind of gaming that I do. Uh, and in terms of what appeals to me, this is 9 out of 10 just on that edge of 10. <laughs> like, I have to play a little bit more before I do, mm -hmm. before I give it a 10 out of 10. But damn it, it's close. It is so close. It is a 9.5. So fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I, I, I have been known to enjoy a single-player game, especially. And one that is so focused on making a character... In a, in a way that you feel is just right. Like mm -hmm. the, being able to build a character uh, in a way that makes them exactly what you want. Like I know what I want to build my character into. I want them to be uh, big, meaty, two-hand, big sword. Every, every swing, for some reason, there's fire. And I know that I'll be able to do that. <laughs> and I love that. Mm -hmm. So uh, in terms of in terms of uh the feel and the enjoyment fucking not 9.5 out of 10 the combat is exactly what i've always enjoyed it's more of the same but i've every single time is always something i want to go back to uh that's why i have seven other souls like games <laughs> in my library of games uh some of which are also some of my favorites uh so yeah i strongly recommend this game mm -hmm. to anyone who first of all enjoys from soft games uh you're this this is one of their best for sure mm -hmm. and also just anyone who enjoys a single player focused uh action adventure yeah you can play with other online folks yeah there are ways to uh cooperate with other people to enter their game instance and help them out with bosses and things like that but it's not focused on that it's not mm -hmm. you know walk around their open world with them and help them with every scenario get on discord and chat it out it's, hey, buddy, uh, I'm having trouble with this boss. Have you beat it yet? Yeah, let's, let's, can you help me out? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and don't be wrong, that is wonderful. That definitely builds a, like, sense of, like, oh, thank God. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. the, the, the few times that I've played some of the Dark Souls games with, uh, uh, with, you know, PlayStation Network so that I can actually get help, whenever an actual random stranger enters and, allow, and you know, helps me with the, with the boss, that I've lost to so many times that I'm actually asking an internet stranger for help. It has felt so like, oh my god, thank you. <laughs> thank you, uh, I don't know, pineapplefucker69. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> and it, it makes for a really, you know, like, satisfying experience to get that cooperation from other people. Don't be wrong, though. There is also just... People will teleport into your game and attack you for no fucking reason. Uh, yeah, I play offline. <laughs> yeah. There's a downside to everything, guys. Yeah. Um, and jumping back really quick to what you said about uh, you can make, you can build whatever character you'd like. Elden Ring, even though I gave it an 8 and Ollie gives it a 9.5, almost a 10. He's talking about skill sets and um the physical build and physical talents of this character not the looks <laughs> <laughs> um i would potentially give the game 
an 8.5 if the, the character creator was a little bit different. I was born and built to make characters. I love, I love games where you get to make your own character. Uh, Elden Ring makes it seem like there's a lot of things you can do to design your character, but it's somehow limited. Um, it's, your character's only always going to be a little ugly, which I think is just a classic, uh, Bloodborne, Dark Souls kind of games. It's also, you know, Skyrim. You can never have a attractive character, but there, you know, it's limited in a lot of the facial features or if you want, like I, I had trouble figuring out how to make my mouth and jaw look normal without squishing my nose. <laughs> um, it, it was very difficult. So there's, you know, limitations there and in the skin color and in, uh, weirdly enough, in the like race of people. It's a little limited, uh, but I just wanted to put that in there really quick because mm -hmm. I know we didn't mention it. Yeah, that is fair. The thing is with uh, Dark Soul with from software games, character creation has always been so fucking abysmal <laughs> that I've never cared. Like I, I, won't, I think I won my last Bloodborne game that I played. My character was this almost green skin, bug eyed, like their nose was thin as a as a sheet of paper. Like, just truly hideous. Uh, because, because, because from software. <laughs> being honest. Uh, so, like, I never really thought too much about it, but uh, I made my character pretty tan. Mm -hmm. Just because I, I like the, the, the look of it. Of, I mean, uh, you are pretty tan. I am pretty tan. I think it was a brown, maybe a little darker than my skin color. The thing is, though, when I take off his helmet, he's your character's skin color. And her character is very pale. Well, uh, no, no, your character's gray. I changed it. Yeah, I changed it. Yeah. She went before this like it was draconian. The the draconian, the dragon, yeah, like people. Which the idea that they're gray because potentially they've been burnt does not rub the the best way. Yeah. Um. After you get through, uh, very Nordic people, potentially Asian folk, um, very ambiguous. Uh, and then more white folks. You get to Draconian, which is gray, and then Night... Well, no. Nightfolk is gray. Draconian is absolutely black. Yes. Like, like midnight black. Mm -hmm. Like, as black as my sweater. <laughs> yep. And, which is already kind of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. And then there's the Newman, which are just old people. They're just old people, which is weird. Very weird. Yeah. Would you because you can also change make, the age of your character. I need, we need to make a Newman character and just make them older. See what happens. I don't know if you can. <laughs> uh, man, no character creation is very limited, uh, and for some reason it turned my kind of darker than tan character into your weird gray character skin color, and mm -hmm. I don't know how or why. Part of me is wondering if like because in other Souls games and number two specifically like. The more you die, mm -hmm. the more like a zombie you look. And I'm wondering, because you're called a tarnished in this game, if the more you die, the more tarnished your skin looks. Potentially. Uh, which, not loving that. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes enough sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or they just messed up. <laughs> or they just fucked up. <laughs> because the character creator is not great. Yeah. Never... It's better. 
Oh yeah. It's better than Dark Souls and Bloodborne. But could be even better. <laughs> Listen, saying saying it's better than Dark Souls and Bloodborne is not you're not putting a bar anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you're putting a bar somewhere you could step over it. Yeah. <laughs> uh but it is better. You're right. <laughs> My character isn't completely hideous. Yeah. Just a little. <laughs> uh yeah, that that is, I think, everything. That's everything. Uh, play the game. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, I'll be putting out a playthrough of the game because some of my friends asked me to, and honestly, I'll just I'm gonna play the game anyways. Might as well. So <laughs> super enthusiastic. <laughs> I love this game, and I'm gonna make a playthrough of it. Enjoy, everybody. <laughs> See you next time.